0: Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We're looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Soul. Today, we're talking about... K-dramas, and the changes, and how they have grown the fuck up, and how we feel about this. Something else and I have been in the K-drama game for, it's been a while, y'all. I'm going to do some math really quickly, just because it helps make my mind feel good sometimes to have numbers to go with this, but over 15 years, we've been doing this, watching K-dramas. And with that said, we have seen changes growth things that have been aired things that have not been aired and you know some of the stuff we've noticed of recent something else
1: yeah it's changed a lot like i remember when the male and female leads would hug and not kiss at all wow rough Uh, times
0: yeah or when we used to get those fish kisses
1: what the heck was a fish kiss where they just put their lips on each other and nothing else happened Oh yes, they didn't even let their lips do any kind of movement it was just like a press it was a press and a goodbye or they (laughs) in those listen there was one drama and I forget the name of it and I don't want to embarrass it by saying its name like a drama could be embarrassed but it was so filled with angst and drama you get to the very end they are by a lake they are finally together And that was the weakest kiss I've ever seen in life. All that ace and drama and that was the kiss. I was like, y'all should have been tonguing each other down at least. And that's just American (laughs) sensibility in me. I was like, what the hell? It was so rude. And I knew what the K-dramas were like. So I was kind of mad at myself for having another expectation. But if you knew what we used to see versus what we see now, you might as well say these folks are throwing off clothes and just knocking it back compared to what it used to be. Like that's how starkly (laughs) different it is. Um, And we're going to talk about why we think that's happening. So I'm going to turn it over to Sung Ray to give me why she thinks all of this is happening, especially this year. To be honest, I
0: would love to say that I believe it is the, global view in the past as we have shared with you before so if you're not sure if you're new to us if you don't know again i advise you cart yourself on back and listen to some of our backlogs where we tell you about who we are and how we got started but back then it wasn't directed at the world market it was directed at the korean audience and in such they did things a specific way that fit their community what they were used to in um honestly that was one of the appeals was seeing stories in a different light seeing things that over in america tv in my personal opinion had gotten just a bit ridiculous everybody jumping in bed together like can we not all sleep together like what the hell why everybody got to be getting down like can we have a good story and so the storylines the way they told the stories the um scenery all of those things led to me wanting to watch them and so i think as time has gone on and as they've gained that global audience they've shifted some that's just my personal beliefs they've shifted to make sure they retain and hold the global audience because the global audience is used to seeing something different and that's not just americans that's other asian countries because we've spoken about how the japanese don't mind doing what they do, um, the Thai, the Philippines, uh, you know, you'll see some things in like, oh, okay, they they just doing it. But again, I you know, I feel like that's what's happened. That's, that's my take.
1: I agree with everything you said about it being global, but I, I think that when they, by they, I mean, South Korea, when they decided to export their entertainment globally, they still had the Korean sensibility, it was primarily for a Korean audience. And then they were just going to take that and like broadcast it. That was what they were thinking about as far as globalization. They weren't thinking about, okay, we are going to craft our stories, you know, cater to that audience and change how we tell the story. I think the major reason that K-dramas have changed, and I don't think it's all K-dramas. I think it's Netflix K-dramas. If you look at some K dramas that have not been produced or associated with Netflix in the production stage, in the writing stage, they still adhere to, I mean, they've grown, they've changed. Sensibilities change always. It's been 15 years. Of course, they're going to change. But I think that the Netflix brand has drastically changed how K dramas look and how, and what we see in K dramas. It's taken me watching even more Chinese dramas to realize Chinese dramas are way faster when it comes to like kissing, when it comes to certain things that are sexual in nature than even Korean dramas. Like I didn't know that Korean dramas were way more puritanical than all the other ones. I think in some ways you always expected, or I always expected them to be ultra modern in a way compared to the other East Asian countries. That's absolutely not true. Like we already knew about the Japanese, but the Thai, come on. The Thai, ooh, you start crying tears when you see some of their dramas. Um, The Chinese, if you're watching a young Chinese, Drama, of course, you're not going to see anything crazy. But if you're watching one over 18, they openly, easily kiss, have sex, the whole nine yards, which is very different from K dramas. So, yeah, we agree. Yet again, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I sent an article to Sung Ray last week, a New York Times article where they were talking about Netflix planning global domination. And they have their Netflix East Asian content chief Min Young Kim. And she's the reason why they put out Squid Game. She's the reason why they put out Alice in Borderland. Like a lot of their hits are because of that woman. So big up to her. Thank you for your work. We appreciate you. Her primary focus is still the audience within the country that the drama is being made. So she's saying, okay, when Netflix makes or produces a K-drama, it's for a Korean audience primarily, but also within the article, they talk about the fact that there is a weird dissonance because even in discussions at the table with the producers and writers, they're trying to cater to that global audience. They're trying to like change what they've written to make it sexier, to make it more violent to appeal to the global audience. So they're having an internal fight trying to figure out how to just craft a story. And that's kind of sad to me because I preferred the sensibility, the Korean sensibility, regardless of how wrong or right it was. That was part of me learning about that country. And so to now have content that's almost like bastardized is, is sad. I would agree with you totally. I would agree with you totally. You know, cuz I feel like Netflix is so busy making it rain and throwing money into South Korea for their content that some of the changes that may have eventually happened when it came to the sensibilities we see in in their shows are happening way faster. Can you elaborate? Well, okay. I will. So like, if you're a Trekkie, like I am, and I know Mm -hmm. you are. Yeah. It's as if the prime directive was corrupted. You're not supposed Uh, to affect the country that you're in when, even if you have to go and do something, you're careful to like not affect the people. I think Netflix is breaking the the rules of the prime directive. They're going into the country, throwing money at them and saying, okay, make your drama a certain way so that it can appeal to American audiences and audiences here and audiences there and all the other East Asian countries and Russia and everywhere else, you know, and it's like, no, don't, don't do that. Take what they give you because they have done it pretty damn well before you Netflix. And now that's why, that's why the easiest thing we can complain about. And of course, we're going to mention other things, but the easiest thing we can complain about is the number of episodes, how they break up the seasons. Of course, those are the obvious things that Netflix has influenced, but now there are all these other things like that are about violence and sexuality and the shows that have been affected by that. And so I think the Netflix influence is not great. And we can start by like, there's
0: some dramas because again we started just taking a look at things from the 2023 perspective but there's some like I think what I would call a precursor let's see how far we can go let's let's see if they'll take this oh they took it okay let's try this one. Oh, they took that okay let's try this so now we're at the point where it has become a standard where we're going wait wait hold on so like one of the precursors and I spoke about it when we talked in text was nevertheless and that was a, a push some boundaries drama for me. I liked it. I like Song Kang, so that did it for me. Who was his lead in that? Uh,
1: the girl co-leader. that looks like um, Sohee. Yeah, the one who okay. looks like that. <laughs> looks like her. <laughs> so,
0: in which case, you know, that that was a kind of push drama. I feel like my name was a kind of push drama where we're going to see how violent and how over the top on top of adding in unnecessary sexual activity just to be having like I get why they I don't know it it, I just feel like these were some push dramas to see how far can we push this envelope and who's going to accept it
1: right I mean I agree with you I didn't really watch nevertheless like that but we talked about it and I read what other people were saying but definitely my name it felt normal to me. And that's how I knew it right. was abnormal for South Korea. Cause I was like, not phased. And then I started reading stuff and people were freaking out. They were like, Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, for real. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're American. You watch all kinds of crazy stuff. This is not normal for South Korea. Um, another one is the glory. I think people wrote about the glory and how the gratuitous, I mean, the violence in a weird twist. It wasn't the violence so much. Well, I mean, I'm sure the violence had something to do with it, but bullying culture was like the, the primary focus. And so I don't think that's what shocked people so much, but it was like the gratuitous nudity. I didn't even mind like the little bit of sex. Like that wasn't, that wasn't nothing to me. It was like, why are you having this chick flash another chick for no reason? Like, and then they had to CGI the breasts on her. I was like, that is excessive. And there was no point. Like, I even understand the understood the first scene where she got naked with cra with um crazy eyes because she finally got this dude. She'd been thirsting after him the whole time. So for her to get naked in the in the um hot tub, that made perfect sense. Like, or not the hot tub into his tub. It made perfect sense. I was like, she finally getting her man. But then when she was flashing other chick, I was like, this is a Netflix drama. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I'm saying about the bastardization. You know, the influence of Netflix is bastardizing K-dramas because you don't have to do that. You, they're they think, and they did it badly. They thought this is what we need to do to appeal. No, it isn't. You don't need to do it. Your shows are already addictive. Okay. Boys Over Flowers, whether I want to or not, I'm watching that crap. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to throw in some. Okay. We're going to knock it from the back stuff in Boys Over Flowers. You don't have to do that because <laughs> it already has me. You had me at hello. Okay. <laughs> Damn it anyway and i'm going to agree with
0: you that now that i'm i'm listening i'm taking it in because at first i was i was like mm, i don't know if it's just netflix but i agree with you yeah netflix might have been the the killjoy and all this because i think now to some non-netflix dramas one that i saw in particular was called hit the spot where initial opening scene is sex and i was like what the hell and not no little sex no 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 there's no there's sheets that are missing people just getting it in and I'm going wait a minute the whole show's premise was about sex let's just put that out there but it was about a woman who woman and her friend who have this podcast and they talk about sexuality and how certain things are okay normal and I feel like it was a conversation that not necessarily was for the general audience but for the Korean audience in terms of how they talked about things and what they were saying but the way that the drama was done and designed I was like oh this this is not like the dramas I'm used to
1: <laughs> it's not okay. like what I started off with okay I just thought about this and I'm gonna need your memory because I cannot remember this movie but remember that Netflix movie where it was like she was dominating the guy. We we did a whole oh, thing about yes. it. Oh, yes. Shucks. I can't think of the name
0: of that right now though, but I Girl. see it clear as day in my head. And you're Girl. right. She was a dominatrix.
1: Yes. Let me look it up. Uh, Domination, Netflix, K, Korean movie. Let's see if it... <laughs> and it Come was on. a movie too. You're correct. It was a movie. Right. I'm trying. Love and Leashes. Yeah. Okay. So Love and Leashes, like it just came to me because that was another one. I mean, it did come out this year, of course, but it was another one where it was like, okay, they're pushing the envelope with this movie. Maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's different. You know, the Korean movies are different, but I think that it being on Netflix is telling. Yeah. I'm not saying it absolutely wouldn't have been made because I've seen plenty of Korean movies that that's where they're pushing the envelope more and doing more stuff. But so maybe that's a bad example, but it was yet another. It was a controversial topic.
0: Right. Just to even have the dom and the sub, the whole, you know, BDSM concepts happening
1: compared to what they would have created for an American audience, for example, Uh, it was still like super light and, you know, almost like Disney-ish, you know, it was cute. I liked it, but it was something else that had a Netflix association. So I do think that we are starting to miss some of that Korean cultural juice, like in a K-drama cup, because it used to be like, you got 75% of korean culture and like 25% ice to di- dilute it you know just enough to keep it cold but it wasn't it wasn't something that was directed at us at a global audience right and now i feel like it's 50-50 i feel like especially netflix i mean that's why I'm, i the caveat is netflix because if i go to Vicky, i'm going to get the traditional show if i go elsewhere i I'm more likely to get the traditional show, I but I feel because, like yeah, Netflix we have
0: it's... to pivot to, there are some shows that are showing up over there that are not, that are doing that
1: same, I guess, trying to hit that Netflix mark. Right. Okay. No, you're completely right. And so that's why I feel like the Korean drama is being watered down. I think that's unfortunate now it's like 50 50 you get korean culture you get korean people you know like you know the korean characters but are you really getting like the korean cultural experience maybe not maybe not the same way i mean and granted this is all stylized it's not like we're really really getting Korean life. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so this, this is clear. We're talking, yeah, we're talking <laughs> about what we're getting from, you know, their media, but I don't think we're getting it um, as much as we used to. Because back in the day, remember when you had to watch Vicky for real, even if a show was someplace else, because Vicky would really give you like a translation of the idioms that were being used you felt like oh okay this is what this means like you were really learning something like okay right. they use this phrasing to mean this and now i'm like okay maybe the translation is off for netflix but i'm not or for you know um korean shows but i'm not seeing as much detail and maybe that's an- another conversation maybe that's a conversation about translations i don't know but i feel like we're we're getting less yeah. And, you know, even when you start thinking about your dramas where,
0: no, there's nothing extremely scandalous, but just like we started off talking about the kisses and the types of kisses we would see back then to when you think about dramas like King the Land and See You in My 19th Life, those kisses are completely different now. Mm-hmm. Those I are not the it, same but... kind of kisses.
1: Yeah. I love it, but um, still, it is real. I mean, from... Yeah, the king of the land was doing something, di- definitely doing something different. Even um, what do you call it? a business proposal? When that yeah. dude took off his glasses, girl, I was like, oh, sir. Because everyone was all about the male and female lead and how they kissed. And I was like, okay, that's cute still. But,
0: but it the was the, couple, um, the second woo! couple.
1: yeah." I was yeah. like, dude took off his glasses and I'll put that on rewind. Respect. Anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that is definitely another litmus for, <laughs> that is a clear That's, litmus for then versus now.
0: Yeah, the ebb and flow of time. And again, uh, some of these things, like you said, they were going to change regardless, but some of it I feel like, yes, it has been heavily influenced in trying to keep up with that global market. And in and particular, that Netflix global market.
1: Right, I mean, I think they have doubled and tripled down on what they're pouring into the East Asian market, right? Um, And we can see the difference. And on one hand, yes, I will always love Netflix for doing that because think about it. I mean, Vicky was holding holding up, you know, or holding things up and, you know, always and forever respect. But Netflix like really put like K-dramas on the map And we wouldn't have as many as we have even this year, but for Netflix. So it's it's not like I'm hating Netflix, but we can't just ignore their influence on the story. And let's
0: just keep it a book, because when you think about that New York Times article, the thing that stuck out for me was mm-hmm. them planning total domin total global domination, one Korean drama at a time. And I was like, oh, "Damn, for real? That's what we doing?
1: Like, it's wow! Smart. It's smart. It's so, super smart. Know. It's I think I forget what the phrase is called, but it's like a um a soft superpower." You know, like instead of like America that's like, hey, give me every gun and every and let's, you know, have five and 10 times the military that everyone else has. South Korea was like, we can't do it like that. That can't be our flex. Our flex is that don't you like us? Don't you like our stories? Aren't you addicted to our stories? Oh, you think better of us. You're more you're more um, partial to us. Because, you know, you know us now. It's the smartest move ever. It's the yeah. smartest move ever. Cause, because if you feel like you relate to a culture and to a country, then, you know, especially since the money is crazy. BTS money, re- regardless of which way you look at it, like, they making money crazily off of BTS. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, they they made the smart move. And Netflix has never been dumb. Never. Mm -hmm. Even when they spend too much on comedy, they ain't never been dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, y'all pouring a lot into these comedians, ain't you? Ah. You know, and let's just say it. I mean, I don't know if it's off topic, but like you've heard that Disney is pulling out of the Korean drama or the Asian market game, not, you Mm -hmm. know, more than just Korean market, currently- korean dramas they're pulling out of the east, east asia market they can't hang yeah and again they...
0: as i have stated time and time again they have been exclusively ignorant in my personal opinion right. on how they distributed their material had they used a better route they could have seen so much better growth but because they try to whatever the hell they call themselves doing right specifically market to specific groups Knowing, and I guess that's the problem, they didn't get the proper market researchers to go out to find out what w- what was already happening. People were already seeing what was getting ready to come out, hearing that their favorite actors were getting ready to join new projects, and then to find out, oh, it's picked up by y'all and y'all not gonna release it. Till I guess you decide to hand it over to Hulu and then finally Hulu will say, oh, okay, yeah, let's put that out there. Like, it was just the weirdest concepts.
1: Right, I mean hey, they live and they learn. And now they're realizing they spent too much on Star Wars. So good luck. I mean, (laughs) you know, and I know this sounds crazy and it's, you know, completely in my crazy little mind. But I feel like if I ever can talk to Tyler Perry, if I can ever have a conversation with that man, I'd be like, I know you do what you do. And now you own BET but you need to get on that K-drama kick. And by that, I don't necessarily mean that he um, does what Netflix has been doing and gets K-dramas. By that, I mean that he creates dramas, American dramas that have the same kind of rhythm as K-dramas, not just in scheduling, but in story, because I feel like they always give us the pure... Unadulterate, unadulterated cocaine form of a story of a trope you know if if you're giving us Cinderella they are giving us airs they are giving us like the pure form of every archetype and every trope that we like and so I feel like um, Tyler Perry has the power and the pivot ability to do that but otherwise, it's all owned by Netflix. I feel like Netflix is going to run, just running things. I mean, again, I'm back to their their choice of words,
0: global dominance, total oh, yeah. global dominance. Right. Said what they they have said what they said.
1: Right. They drop mics <laughs> and then pick them up in every country. I mean, uh-huh. and um, Min Young Kim, again, she a beast. Cause like I read in the article that like when she wanted to meet with the different countries and the different producers, she went to them. She humbled herself instead of saying, Hey, I'm Netflix. Come in, you know, come to me. She went to them. She had, instead of having, like she changed the culture and how Netflix dealt with those countries and those producers and those writers because she knew you can't do it an American way. You can't just like put together any kind of party and impress them. You got to come to them on their, their level. In fact, she, I think she met with some of them and had drinks. She sat with them and had soju. That's how you do it because okay. she understood drink culture. She understood for them. the assignment. Thank you.
0: Understood.
1: Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I know they paying her. I know they're paying that woman. She ain't dumb. They never going to let her go. Because I'm like, she has got them. I mean, the fact that some of the hottest dramas we've seen came from her choices. Thank you. So, yeah. I mean, you know, only so far can I be like critical of Netflix because I am still buying their product, right? Hey, right. <laughs> right. But I just, yet again, I just think... Um, you know, you never know. Maybe Amazon is going to come with it. I mean, I, I feel like Hulu has a, a limited shelf life for at least the Disney stuff, but Hulu has been trying to put out anime. You and I are like veering off towards anime a bit more. Um, And so I'm hoping that Netflix will get some more of those Japanese dramas because Japan has been ferociously um, stingy with us. Um, <laughs> I mean, we get stuff on Vicky. We get dramas on Vicky. You see a little bit of Japanese, a few Japanese, you know, or J-dramas. You get them here and there, but not, we know that they're coming out with like a hundred shows and we getting like 25, like, mm, it's getting on my nerves. It's getting on my nerves. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Vicky giving us some more. (laughs) in Japanese and in Chinese Netflix, content. you mean? What did I say? Vicky. Girl, yes. I want it from Vicky, too. But yeah, N- Netflix. Since they got the money to burn. Thank you. Right. Thank you for that. I
0: mean, seriously, there's one I am right now in a flux about because it's one of my uh, NCT 127 guys. He did a drama, and I was able to see one through six but yeah the rest of it I can't find it nowhere subtitled in English and I'm struggling because again I'm doing my sketch methods trying to find mm-hmm. it at this point and I still can't find it so yeah I'm gonna need them to come on and start picking up stuff that folks will obviously want to watch because this man has millions of followers I'm sure people want to watch this if they saw a place where they could go watch
1: Yeah, but you have to have someone like Min Young Kim who knows, who has their finger on the pulse. Yeah. Right? So that's why I'm like, I don't know. They need to hire us. Like, and just put put all that stuff out and just say, what what should we pick? I'd be like, you pick that. Because you know, it's some obvious stuff This uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like, you know, y'all need to be, y'all need to be told. You know, <laughs> that something's gonna be hot, but I'm thinking too, in
0: terms of even because now that we have segued over here to the Japanese, I think too, in terms of that globalization again, we're looking for what's going to appeal to the American audience. So, you get Fishbowl Wives because wasn't that on Netflix? Yes, okay, mm-hmm. you get stuff like Fishbowl Wives, yeah. you get they have this one that just came out, I think like maybe two months ago, MU something or another. It's a crime drama that I've got ready to watch, but I was like, "Eh, I'm not really interested in crime right now. So I'm gonna let that go. But again, think about where we are in America. That's something people will look at. Um, There's another one that I saw um, recently and this one was Vicky, but still it was Japanese. And this one was um, something to the terms of, it's it's still cheating if you think about it or something to the effect i can't get the words right and i'm not going to look it up right this second but it was a drama about cheating and yeah i was like hmm interesting so like you're you're seeing some things but then there's some things that are just not being shown because it doesn't quote or in your head you think it doesn't appeal but i think that's what they're missing people are looking for things that are not like what they see every day. You do have people who are seeking totally to go, oh, they tell crime dramas, oh, they got shooting up, you know, shoot them up, bang, bangs. Like there are some people who are looking for that because I will not lie. I saw (laughs) over on Twitter, somebody posted about a Philippine drama
1: uh, that had guns. Everybody had a gun and it made me color. Girl, that that little <laughs> clip was off the chain. I was like, that's so funny. That's so funny. And I'm yeah, I was just like, I, go ahead. No, I think I, I agree with you. I think they underestimate the viewer and the viewer's willingness mm-hmm. to learn something new, see something different and and meet the country um where it is. You know, I don't I don't need to see guns in a crime drama. If in South Korea they don't have like a lot of guns. Is the knife funny a little bit? Yes, but knives hurt. Knives hurt too. So if someone tears out a knife, I'm still scared. Shoot, you know. (laughs) Right. I will meet you where you are. Um, and I don't know. I I've said pretty much everything I can say about this. How about you? And I feel like we've we've covered it and just you know, even in terms of other East
0: Asian dramas, being able to see them and see the nuances and what are, what's happening again, has to be based upon their understanding that, you know, not all Americans are looking to see the same story told with an Asian face. Like that's just not the case. We are looking for good stories. We are looking for stories that are meaningful. We are looking for stories that help us learn about other cultures,
1: right? so i'm like please just just make it the way you're going to make it because like for example i think um in the same article they kind of summarized the appeal of different um of the dramas from different countries and they talked about how like japan has like kind of this quiet um emotion or something like that or quiet you know like they when they um express their emotions not the characters but when they are like their dramas are more meditative quietly meditative mm-hmm. something like that and, was, and it's true because they don't say everything but you have to watch the drama because the the characters will move and and look at each other in particular ways like they're bringing something that you don't see in American shows because American shows are just like will beat you over the head with the message like yeah. keep it keep it Quiet and you're not like quiet and calm, like they're not doing stuff or they're not, but it's it's done differently. I wish I could just pull up the article and find where that is. In fact, because this is a recording, I can edit this crap out. Let me do just that. (laughs) Give me a second. Especially since uh New York Times be playing a chick. Like I can't go back on my phone and look this up because I'm I reached my limit. Let's see, new New York Times. Oh yeah, I think they're saying Korean global domination. Let's see if I can find it without me flagging. Flagging in any way. Mm-mm-mm. Where do they say this? Yeah, one of the things just, and I'll add this somewhere, but one of the things Min Young Kim said was, We're making shows in Japan. Oh, when we're making shows in Japan, it's going to be for the Japanese. In Thailand, it's going to be for the Thai people. We are not trying to make everything global. Well, she's saying that, but Netflix is moving somewhat differently <laughs> because when they convey things, either Netflix isn't saying anything and they're just relying on the writers and producers to self prune, which is not necessarily cool. Um, So maybe Netflix isn't saying it explicitly, but somehow the writers are sitting, you know, around a table and they are changing to, to match that global sentiment. But, um, where is it? Uh... Okay, here it is. So this article talks about how each country's dramas are different. And they say, Korean audiences prefer happy endings in romance. Japanese dramas tend to portray emotion in an understated way. Chinese language viewers are more accepting of a sad love story. And I think those things are true. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Song Ray? No, I completely and totally agree. Right. Based upon the things I've seen. Right. Because I watch a, a, a Japanese drama and everything is there, but it's not like pimp slapping you across the face. And those actors portrayal of those emotions, you can see like the micro expressions. You can see like... It's not that he said he was unhappy with her. It's that she said certain things. He looked away. He looked elsewhere. So it's like, I love that kind of storytelling. I love right. those kinds of shows. I don't need, I don't need an American show. I want a Japanese show. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Sung Ray? No, I feel
0: like, you know, we we've come to our head of why we feel like these things are happening and I don't know. I guess I'm looking forward to seeing where do we go from here? Does it self-regulate? Does it continue to get worse? Like, I don't know. I'm looking to see where we go from here.
1: Um, I think that Netflix is going to stay popping. Um, So much so that they even talked about Leonardo DiCaprio being in um like maybe the squid game season two or leonardo dicaprio being he's clearly a fan but being in some kind of k-drama something or other so i think i think people are catching up um i think people are paying Uh, attention can i
0: ask you how how
1: does that excite you? Are you excited to hear that? I'm be honest. I I'm mean, not. no, I mean, I understand why you're not. And I'm not like such a fan of his that I'm like, oh my God, that's great. I think that it's a double-edged sword. I think it's great to see that it's popular because then we'll get more. It's like with Netflix, like you want them to win because then we get more shows. But the flip side is, the more popular something is the more people try any industry but specifically the entertainment industry then tries to replicate and control that thing and part of controlling it is killing it that right there that right there is my problem there you go
0: thank you you have said exactly where I'm going I feel like if we start with this oh they're cameoing in or oh they're going to show up here and oh they're going to do a like eh I don't know about that like okay if he showed up as one of the rich men in the movie that just happened to be making some moves okay great I could let that air in the show I could let that go but if he shows up as a main character and now we're having to deal with him and like yeah no I I, I'm not interested America please stop just please stop please please stop pay your damn writers that's what y'all do go pay your writers okay
1: (laughs) yes Cause when you hear about what is going on with the writers and then you hear about what they want to do with some of the, um, what do you call it? Extras. Like when it came to AI, did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. Girl, Mm -hmm. that is a mess. Like the nerve of you, Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to scan you and then have your, your image and use your image for perpetuity. You need to get slapped. How dare you? How dare you? You don't own this. My mama owns this, but you don't get to do that. Oh my gosh. I started cracking up. I was like the nerve, but see, here's, here's the thing, right? Cause you and I kind of briefly talked about it. If America is going through a writer's strike and like the actors are on strike, then guess what they're going to get their content from other than reality shows or like TikTok or something.
0: Well, I mean, of course, I don't care that they consume the content, consume away Just don't try to go get involved in the content. As you stated earlier, yes, you do not want Tyler Perry to go try to remake a Korean drama and do his thing with it. No, but use some of those elements. Yes, okay, I can deal with that. Americans, pay your writers and use some elements and start making some things that are fresher and more entertaining. But you trying to now merge over into like, eh, I'm not feeling that, I'm not feeling that.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're going to go, oh, this is the next hot thing. OK, let me be involved. You know, I think we're seeing I think the thing that they did with music and K-pop is what they're going to do with K-dramas. Right. It's like, oh, Lotto did a feature here. Leonardo DiCaprio gets to do a feature. <laughs> this That's what's happening. Right. For, so it starts small. Right. It's features. And then it's how much can we meld in? And then at least with Hollywood, we've seen this. I don't know how they're gonna do it with South Korea. I think South Korea is gonna fight back. Like I have faith in them, but Hollywood is then going to go, well, how can we replicate this? Now, the only reason, the only one reason I could be okay with it is if they do their version of (laughs) Boys Over Flowers. But otherwise, <laughs> you have been saying you. that for years that is hilarious. Go ahead. <laughs> that's the Sorry. only thing. But they're going I I think that they're going to take Korean shows and be like let us remake this stuff. Fated to Love You, any of the oh, you, uh, we already talked about this. Crash Landing, they trying to do an americanized version, right? See that's when they Hollywood steals. It's not going to just be lightly influenced. Hollywood steals that's why the writers are having a problem hollywood steals so i don't have I, what i have faith in is that south korean writers and directors and producers cuz it already started they talked about in an article when um what is it they they talked about kingdom too but what was there was some show that the first time around, they didn't realize Netflix was just going to take the hell out of it. Let me find that. Okay, so what happened was the first season of Kingdom, Netflix paid for all of it. So they owned the show's intellectual property rights. Oh, okay. And then when Netflix wanted to do the same thing... For other shows, A Story, the production company, I think it was Extraordinary Attorney Wu they were like, nope, we learned the first time when you, you did us wrong with Kingdom. You don't get to pay for everything. So they rejected Netflix offer to pay for the second season because they knew they wouldn't be able to retain the rights. Mm-hmm. So I think South Korean pr- production companies, they're not dumb. They are trying to get into the global game but they also see that Netflix is going to straight up take out some Vaseline. Hey. They straight up going to be like, uh, let's make a deal. And you have to carefully make a deal with Netflix. Netflix always trying to win. Okay. And yeah. let me tell you, did you you know about the Blockbuster story with Netflix, right? No. So eons ago, when Blockbuster was running things, Netflix went to them for a meeting and said, hey, we have this small little deal that's pretty much online. We're willing to sell it to you. And I think they were pretty reasonable in what they wanted to Like they wanted to sell Netflix to Blockbuster. But Blockbuster at the time was the biggest thing ever. And they could not imagine people getting their DVDs online to such a degree that Netflix was any kind of competition. So, Blockbuster mailed because that's what Netflix started
0: off mailing them.
1: Right, they couldn't imagine that kind of competition coming from Netflix, and they were like, "Nope, we're good," and they kind of hobbled their own thing together, right? But now, Blockbuster is gone, and Netflix runs the world, and I think that that sentiment and that mindset of, you know, just the hustle and the domination factor. I think it's always stayed with them. I don't think that they will ever, after being turned down and embarrassed by Blockbuster, I don't think they will ever go back. Anyway. Yeah,
0: well, you know, I I can see it. I can see
1: it. Yeah, because the title of the New York Times article is How Netflix Plans Total Global Domination One Korean Drama at a Time. Anyway, anything else to add? Nope, I feel like we've covered it all.
0: Ad in terms to. of where we're heading k drama wise and drama wise A- east Asian drama wise, um, who's running the game, and let's see where this this show goes. Please comment down below and let us know what you think because, you know, this is an interesting topic We've all had thoughts and opinions about we talk about it in our group chats and side places. So share your thoughts with us down below,
1: okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Tell us what you think. I am something else with... Song Ray. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you. And please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys.